ora tato. Welcome to this special Ngahere Talk series we've called Whakatau. Whakatau means to make a decision, to settle yourself on something. We've all had to navigate this global pandemic and had to make the decision to whakatau ourselves on whether or not we'd get the vaccination for both us and our whanau. For some of us, it's been a hard decision with consequences that are tough to bear. For some, it's been confusing, it's been too rushed, or it's been too scary. Join me as I caught it all with whānau who have made the brave decision to vaccinate themselves and their tamariki and learn how they were able to whakatau their heads, hearts and puku on this whole COVID vaccination debate. Mauri ora. Well, kia ora tato. welcome back to um, our third and final episode of Whakatau where we're exploring how whānau have been experiencing COVID-19 um, and in particular the tamariki vaccination. So it's awesome to have um, that super talented and creative Bodhi friend, kia ora e hoa. Kia ora, good Thank to be you here. for joining us today to talk about um, your, you and your whānau's experience. Oh, so my pleasure. Why don't we kick off by um, letting you just introduce yourself. Oh, what do you want to know? Everything. <laughs> Full pepeha please, followed by waiata. Oh. Nah. <laughs> okay. Whatever I'll you like, how uh, do you want to introduce yourself is all good. Our Bodhi friend from uh, born and raised, well, mostly Manurewa, South Auckland, proud. Um, yep. Sing single father, you know, engaged, single father of three. Uh, my two youngest live with me and my eldest live with, lives with his mum. Mm. Um, work in the communications digital content space um yeah that, awesome. that's about me uh, do you want to learn my um whakapapa yeah of oh, course um through my dad um nati pukenga tapuika and through my mum waikato uh nati apakura nati hakairo yeah so it's been an interesting uh journey as well yeah learning about my identity here yeah awesome another podcast Hard out, hard out <laughs> of the podcast, we just recently found a pretty cool whakapapa connection, oh, eh? yeah. which is really choice. But thanks for joining us today. So you got, um, you got three tamariki, eh? How old are the two that live at home with you? Uh, 13 and 10. 13 yeah. and 10. Yeah. Oh, awesome. And then the older one? 19, yeah. Oh, geez. How old were you, like two when you had a... Well, you know, I look young, but, you know, I'm actually uh, turning 40 Take this year. Tonu, eh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, young, the big Young 40. at heart, yeah. Yeah, well, thank you for for jumping in on this corridor today. Um, first of all, tell me a little bit about like um, when it comes to hauora, to well-being and health in your whānau, like how do you generally um, think about hauora and make decisions for the health of your family? Yeah, no, it's uh, really important to me mm. and for my kids. Do I get it right all the time? Carl, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's always there. It's always in the, in the, the mind. Um, I live... Me and my two youngest live with extended whānau, so my parents, my nan, and my, and my brother. So it's, there's a lot Beautiful. going on, and there's a lot of benefits to that, um, especially from a high-water perspective. Mm. But, you know, it comes with its challenges as well. Um, my mum's a nurse, um, so that's also helpful um, from, you know, um, what she brings to that conversation. Um, for me, it's just, for my and for my kids, it's really... Um, just finding that balance or getting them off devices because that's where they're drawn to mm. and it's hard for me because I can almost seem hypocritical in the sense that I work in that space and I'm always on devices from a, a mahi point of view yeah. um, 
Sochi. I know I'm working. Yeah, yeah, you guys yeah. are just watching cartoons. It's different. Um, so that's been um, the big focus. And I guess the other side of things, um, we also go to church as well. So from a spiritual perspective, mm. um, that um, helps in that area. And also um, culturally as well. Trying to, um, I think that's a large component as well. I guess the hard thing for the kids is, is um, especially under COVID, was the physical as well. Mm. Um, just get it, keeping active and um, all the relational stuff as well. Yeah. Keeping connected. Yeah, that's nice. You're kind of touching on all the different areas eh, of, of haora and mm. different, uh, I guess, angles that you can approach it from as well. Different sources of wisdom mm. um, that, that play a part in the decisions that we make. Um, so what was it like, like for you growing up in your whānau as far as feeling that you were loved and feeling that, like what were ways that you felt aroha when you were growing up as a kid? Um, yeah, I think we had a pretty good childhood, mm. I think, um, and knew that we were loved. And I think looking at different areas, I think uh, being Māori like is gathering with whānau, mm. that was always a huge component. Um, whether it was um, birthdays or otherwise, or just going around to the auntie and uncles for the weekend. Um, so whānau was a really, um, extended whānau was really big, um, a way of showing aroha and connection. Um, kind of within the family unit, um, looking back now, there's probably a lot of provision, you know, like yeah. making sure we're well looked after, um, experience in that, uh, you know, going out and seeing the world or seeing what's out there and, and trying new things is, is another thing as well. Um, and just uh, being around one another, yeah. I think it wasn't so much uh, verbalised. Um, in that sense, things have changed a bit, but mm. um, always felt loved and, and cared for. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome, eh? Yeah. Lucky guy. It's pretty, I think when you get older, you can see that it's it's those simple things of feeling loved and feeling included and stuff growing up that helps you as an adult. Oh, 100%, because when, you know, when you become an adult, you see how, and, you know, for kids as well, and, and circum family circumstances, is how brutal the world is mm. and how important it is to have aroha and um, how blessed you are to have a whānau, whānau support where others may not have Mm. No, I'm not saying it was all perfect, but I definitely take away, you know, a lot of the blessings and things I could be grateful for um, through that time. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So let's start, let's get into the whole COVID journey for you guys, eh? Yeah. I mean, it's obviously been two years now. I feel like when you talk about COVID, you talk about the first COVID, the first lockdown, then second lockdown, then the other one, and then just last year. Yeah, um, but like what chapters. has it been exactly? <laughs> what is what has the journey of COVID been like for you and your family? Uh, it's been crazy, yeah. yeah. Like, um, I think I first kind of really got, really noticed that, obviously it was in the news, what was happening around the world, as I travelled to Perth with, uh, with uh, for Mahi, mm. and as we were coming back, there was a little COVID station. If you're feeling unwell, if your temperature's high, come over, and, and I was like, oh, you know, that, and it's a passing thing, you know. Mm. We've had, like, um, viruses crop up in different areas of the world before, and then it got real 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 quick mm, yeah <laughs> um and you know i reflect a lot about um through the the covid journey through the lockdowns um how it's affected whanau mahi um you know if i look at each area the first one was 
you know, I'm a bit of an introvert, so staying home doesn't really bother me. Yeah. Um, Dream come true, eh? Like yeah, that. yeah. I was a bit like that too. Netflix and, yeah. and, and what, whatnot. But, um, you know, that changed as well. Mm. Um, especially when it involved extended whānau, the whole order of everyone, especially the kids, and what it meant for them to be away from school. Yeah. What it meant to be um, doing mahi differently. Um, probably some of the reflections I've thought about in the first lockdown was I probably overdid it with the mahi you know yeah. we try to make something happen where it probably didn't need to because kind of the whole world kind of s stood still for a bit and we you don't really know what was going to happen though right? yeah that's yeah, true what are we do here? probably just probably a little regret really was not spending more time with whanau and it's weird I love working from home but mm. working from home when you've got kids around it's very difficult because mm. I've always got one part of my brain and my heart thinking, are they okay? Are they getting enough um, support and guidance and imparting um, stuff into their lives? Because as that journey went on, uh, we realised that you know it was affecting different people in different ways. And quite often you can palm kids off, you know, kids are kids, but they're little people. And to my to that point, my elder son spent his it like ravaged his last two years of high school mm, yeah. where um, he was going through his own journey in terms of you know effort and, and focus at school but then when you strip away things like exams and um, the, the balls and, and all the things that you'd normally do mm. um, that changed um, quite a lot as well so that yeah that was really really different and I mean by the time we got to the, the last lockdown I was like oh man this is rough Mm. Um, yeah, so that last one was rough, eh? Yeah, I found that really hard as well. Only because for, like, if I didn't have mahi, it would be sweet. Mm. But it's, you're kind of trying to do two things at the same time. And as a single parent, and even with whānau support, I just don't like um, burdening them. Even mm. though no one will ever say that's a burden, but a responsibility. You know, talk about um, raising a child. It takes a village. Well, you know, during COVID, it was like. It took an extended whānau yeah. um, house to to help me with the kids, so yeah, it was, it was pretty How difficult. How awesome that you had that already in place, eh? Yeah, it was, it was um, really good, except for when we started to get COVID, and then mm. we almost had to, um, the intricacies around, obviously my living with my nan, she's 80 plus, mm. so we like really didn't want her to, to cop it. And so when it did enter the house through the kids, we almost had three mini bubbles with the, within oh, the home, yeah. so yeah, it was a bit of networking and um, communication and yeah. a few different structures that we we put in place. But everyone in the house has had it. Uh, everyone now, except for my nan. Yeah. yeah. Oh wow. So and it, that stretched over the kind of the six months. Yeah. Kids yeah. got it early. Obviously, when they opened the schools, like ah, oh, the kids can go back to school. It's sweet. <laughs> Boom. Kids got it straight Omicron away. For everyone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> And then, um, I mean, I'd spent a lot of time with them during that period. I mean, I was pretty overly cautious with mm. them. Like, I was wearing masks around them. I was like, no, nah, you can't hug me for another seven days. You know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and we did really well, I thought, in terms of um, managing that within the whare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so no one else got sick through that. And um, all the rest of the whānau, we all got um, I think we didn't um, give it to anyone within the, the whare. We got it from outside. Mm. 
Mm. Yeah, so I was I was the last one to get it out of, yeah. uh, besides my nan who hasn't had it yet, yeah. Wow. And so then we get to the whole point of our vaccinations, I guess. Um, is everyone in your household vaccinated? Aye, yeah. yeah. That, that was... <coughs> I won't say it's a no-brainer because obviously there was been a lot of discussion yeah. around it and a lot of um, contention. But um, yeah, for me it was pretty much. I mean, I've been vaccinated all my life. Um, probably I lived in England in the north of England for a couple of years, and just after that time they had the mad cow disease oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, thing, and um, even till to this day I'm not allowed to um, give blood because of it. Wow. Um, so that stuff like that's always been kind of part of our life, like in mm. in terms of dealing with um, disease and virus or being aware of it, but also like I've always had my flu vaccine, um, so I just never. When it first came up, I was just like, "I oh, will just get it done," and it is what it is. It wasn't until kind of months after when the dialogue started to come up that, mm. oh, you can't tell me what to do. All these mandates and stuff. I was like, yeah, yeah. I just we'd already done it and my nan was like for us as a whanau my nan was like the first and as soon as she could mm. she did and then um you know am i did everything go smoothly Carl? no <laughs> but um for us as a whanau yeah we, we jumped on that waka pretty early yeah and i guess it would help having a someone in the health system the health professional in the whanau mm. that already feels confident in that space eh? yeah and and there were a lot of narratives um, going on through that period and even t even now and my my mum being a charge nurse and having a, an awareness of how we're getting a little bit political here but how underfunded the health system's been for oh. many many years um, and it really it's really come to a head now and, mm. and it is tough and my mum's you know the, the game's changed from a nursing perspective you know if um, nurses now wanting to retire, people not wanting to get into the industry, mm. change jobs and things like that. And so they're really struggling. And yeah. I don't think people understand to the level how crippling this has been and how much more it could have been to New Zealand's health system. Yeah. And I think that was um, the biggest component. But having mum there um, and her knowledge and, and just having that, having conversations about it mm. uh, really helped early on. What were the kinds of conversations that you guys would have? Like what, what things did you... Did you look at and discuss and wrestle over? Yeah, it wasn't too much wrestling really, and, and we kept it pretty light early on, mm. probably until like the the marches start and things like that. But early on, it was just like um, kind of looking at the projections, how much the health system wasn't set up to cope with large scale infections and, yeah. and, and virus spreading and things like that. So it was just about. Uh, doing what we can to a aid that and keep our whānau safe so it was really just like more logistics like when we can get vaccinated yeah. what are, what's the process where where do we go to do it just kind of the, the, the practicalities, yeah, the practicalities of, the of it yeah. logistics when can we fit it in and so what about when it came to then choosing to vaccinate your tamariki especially the younger ones yeah. um, how did that go for you yeah i mean i think most people think Kind of one of the learnings was probably getting some clear knowledge and um, guidance around that. Mm. Um, you know, when it was happening, uh, what were the processes, and uh, I guess more the education side of it. Uh, for me, obviously as a parent, 
you're always faced with challenges around what you do and don't do and uh, for your kids yeah. um, so I'm, I'm like everyone like you know could this happen could that happen um, what are the pros and cons um, so for me less so like because it was it was me but you know when you're putting that onto your your kids and where they're, they're at in their lives mm. and the one thing that for me I'm always like always you know do this do that um, and and having that kind of fall into that parent-child relationship but actually stepping back and saying oh these are like little humans mm. um, with their own lives and um, dreams and things like that and kind of actually sit down with them and probably like I don't think anyone like took a moment to understand that this is a global pandemic mm. like it's that's our, our generations had never seen so I was kind of um, talking to them and and saying like this has never been seen in our lifetimes so I was saying my nan who's 80 she's never been through anything like this so this is this is epic in terms of like movie scale yeah, problems yeah. Um, so give, giving them an understanding of what was going on um, but also like yeah like I was saying like there's always that fear in the back of your head like you know will this harm my kids will it help them but at the end of that we'd been through it and um, I knew it was the right thing to, to do for them in terms of keeping them safe as well yeah yeah and they were sweet as a bit yeah so you let them decide or yeah there was, uh, they just had to do it well, it's kind of a little bit that they just had to do it. Yeah. Not in a forceful way, but it was yeah. just kind of, this is what we do as a whanau. Like, yeah, yeah. They had their chance to talk about it. They mm. had their chance to ask questions. Uh, for my, or for the youngest two, it was, for my elder, sorry, it was kind of like, yo, come on, sort it out, get it done. Yeah, yeah. Have you done it yet? And uh, for my younger two, it was more around the, the fear of needles. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's always been there where, you know, for a lot of kids Did at that age. Did you have to bribe them? Well, there was already a lot of bribes. Well, I kind of, eh? I kind of, yeah. kind of rewarded them. I won't say bribed them, but I said like, yeah. you know, someone else took care of those bribes yeah, for you. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, and yeah, they got well looked after. I, I wish I, what I want to say, I wish I held back, but they got vouchers and toys and yeah, yeah, yeah. So they were happy. Yeah. Like, can I get another? It's a one? good deal. <laughs> <laughs> How many can I get? So you're saying you just did the second jab just recently? Yeah, so um, like I said earlier, for all the adults in, in the whare that we all jumped on that waka real early, all sorted. Um, obviously it took um, the introduction of the kids vaccine a lot longer mm. um, and that kind of coincided with the kids going back to school as well. And So the, my daughter I think got hers in good timing, my youngest who's 10, he, uh, we got his first and then um, they both got COVID so we had to kind of wait out um, I think it was three months or the, this a stand down period of when the, he could get his next uh, vaccine as yeah, I understand yeah, it yeah. and then other whānau members in the house got so we just kind of had to put that on pause a little bit and then yeah a couple of days ago I was like hey you need a haircut and why don't we just finish <laughs> this off and get your, well, your second vaccine yeah. yeah so oh, yeah and he scored, scored some nice um, gifts as well yeah yeah so like as a as a dad really like how like what's your take on how divisive the vaccination has been in Aotearoa oh, yeah. big question <laughs> big question it's been so divisive hard. it's yeah. um, I find it quite interesting psychologically mm. uh, where it's put us um, you know where we're at as a society um, across the globe and um, 
you know, I work in the social media space, and I, I've, I know for a fact, you know, that's had, had some psychological implications in terms of society that we haven't fully realised yet, mm. and the way we behave as people. Yeah. Um, so that's, and that in terms of where we get our information from, but also behaviours and triggers and things like that. Um, I think trust, um, like I mentioned earlier, uh, before we started filming, was like I don't have a massive like trust on the government. You know, mm. like how government have not been, mm, we're not looked after Maori since the beginning, yeah, and so that's okay. always been there. And I understand understand that. Um, so that was a com component, and uh, but I've seen, you know, this has happened across many layers and pockets of society. Um, we, I had whānau that like, no, I'm not getting the vaccine, you yeah. know, and they would whānau that well, you can't you can't come over because you're not you're unvaccinated, yeah. you know, and stuff like that. And um, so it was really challenging. I'm um, not so much for our our fight here. Everyone was on the same page there but just um, some friends, some whānau. Um, so on that relational level, it was interesting. Mm. And it's kind of like, oh, like, this guy's an anti-vaxxer. Like, and there's different levels, you know. Yeah, yeah. People are, um, you know, people are under the pump already, you know, mm. to try and find time. Um, maybe they're at work, um, looking after the kids. Through, so find the time to, to fit it in. Um, also, I think... Yeah, the other extreme is you know, people just, there are some, with anything, there's an, the, um, a spectrum of reasons. Yeah. And I think a lot of the media focus focused on the extremes. Mm. And I think a lot of whanau um, got caught in the middle almost. Um, about, you know, and, and as humans we tend to do that. You're either boxed in a yes or a no, there's no... Um, discussion around um, the in-between people yeah. and yeah I mean I like I said I mentioned earlier I almost found myself as a an anti-anti-vaxxer I was getting hoha with yeah. with a lot of that um, and again I, the disclaimer is people have valid reasons you mm. know people and different uh, medical reasons and and people are unsure but I I mean I didn't think that um, that protest was you know, nothing really came of it, really, mm. not to offend anyone. But, um, I th and again, what I said earlier, I don't think it was handled very well, like the yeah, integration. Yeah. But you know, how many governments, how many organisations have ever dealt with the worldwide pandem yeah, pandemic exactly, before? Yeah. It's, it's like there was obviously a lot of learnings from it, um, and I think New Zealand's done pretty well out of it, um, and it's affected the world. It's still affecting yeah. the world. We're still living in it. Um, yeah, and for me, and I, you know, I've had people, un I know of unvaccinated people that have um, been really sick from COVID, and mm. I know some people that have had, um, you know, when they got um, the vaccine, uh, it, you know, hit them for six a little bit, you know, so mm. it was pretty rough. And I also know people that, um, I've had, I had a friend that passed away um, mm. through COVID, so that was wow. really emotional and, and kind of really you know, really brought it all, all, all to a head, yeah, it was yeah, pretty yeah. tough. Yeah, I'd say there's so many different experiences out mm. there for different people and things that we've all had to endure, I mm. guess, to get through it. Um, I guess my, my next question to you would be, like, for those that 
I mean, there is. There's so much information. There's this story and this story, and there's these facts and this research and this evidence. But, but then the distrust in the previous experiences with the health system. There's so many different things to look at, and so many different, yeah, uh, forces at at play there. Like how, like how did you make that decision? Oh, I think we've kind of already talked about that. But how would you encourage other people to wade through all of that? Mm. and find their own, you know, level of, of maori tau within this kaupapa. Yeah, they, like you said, there's so many narratives to this. Mm. Just to speak to a couple, you know, I think of, you know, back in the day, I find I have to go through the Spanish flu and all the other um, diseases and illness that our people had to go through mm. um, and how much it affected because it affects Maori and Pacifica more than yeah. in most communities. So. Um, that was in the back of my mind that, you know, I wanted, I want to see our people thrive mm. um, through this. Um, the other parts, you know, you talk, think again, like I said, thinking about whānau, my whānau, extended whānau, they're just, I mean, I, it's been, a, it's still a journey of reflection. I've, I've found, like even now, I'm just still kind of looking back at that period and that period mm. and in that period I think again what I'm mentioning social media people say it and you go oh I don't you know do your own research and get off Facebook I'm like Facebook is feed social media is feeding you what you want to see yeah uh, hands down like yeah so if if, if you have a lane towards the a certain thing works, yeah that's hey? 100% the way it works so yeah. faith Facebook's not going to help you mm. um, in that regard so you know challenge uh, things for sure, research, mm. proper research. Um, do your own research, hey, Bodie. <laughs> yeah, do your own <laughs> research. I think the other thing is like this, and I'm I'm guilty of it myself. Is you know like, um, I need to do my rego, you know, sort it out. Like, mm. get onto it. Be proactive. Be um, intentional. Like, don't mm. be cruisy. That, yeah. that, that, that that's what I'd say. So if you're yeah, cool. haven't got around to it. Don't just chill and be cruisy, like, yeah. because what I said to my kids as well, and and I said, if my nan got it and she passed away from it, I don't want to have that on my shoulders that I was the one that potentially yeah. gave it to her. So I can do my bit for my whanau and mm. minimise that, minimise the um, death rates, minimise sickness in that regard. So, um, yeah, do your own research. Um, think of not just yourself, but um, your wider community as well. Mm. Um, I think that's really important. That's awesome. Do you think that um, that talking about people getting vaccinated or getting the vaccination is forcing a Pākehā kaupapa onto Māori? What was that, sorry? Do you think that the vaccination is like forcing a Pākehā kaupapa onto iwi Māori? This has come from some kōrero that have come up through through these kōrero that we've been stimulating so yeah. it'd be nice to just kind of reflect on that a little bit I mean I find that very interesting mm. um, even for my own journey and my own identity is walking those two worlds as mm. we all do is um, what, it, what it means to be Māori and the, um, having a te ao Māori lens on things and, and um, Māori autonomy Pākehā structures in every yeah. facet of our lives, it's there. Yeah. And for me, I always referenced it as a, um, 
the global element. Like this isn't just happening happening New Zealand. Yeah, Auntie Jacinda isn't putting microchips in the vaccines. You know, like that they can't even afford that. So yeah. it's not happening. <laughs> I remember hearing that. Yeah, some people think our government's rich. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hard yeah. out. And um, so for me, it was, um, you know, I was doing my own research, but also listening to uh, leaders and people of influence that I respect mm. and um, listening to their dialogue, their korero and um, what it meant for whānau, for iwi, for hapu and, and that, you know, this was a global pandemic that everyone was facing, no mm. matter what race you were. And to know that for our people that we were more susceptible to sickness and, and this, this could yeah. potentially hurt us more that that was always in the forefront of of my mind is um, what's best for our people. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then what about, um, I know that there are people out there that are just plain afraid. Yeah. Afraid of putting this random substance into their bodies. Yeah. Um, afraid mm. that the, <coughs> the evidence isn't there yet yeah. of long-term effects. Like, um, could you offer any encouragement to people feeling that way? Well, maybe more, more of a challenge, really. Yeah. Um, my other focado on that is, I could get a drink from the dairy. Mm. I've got no idea what's in that drink, unless mm. I'm sitting there looking at the ingredients. Yeah. But there's just an, a general trust in what mm. we consume yeah. in other areas, whether it's food, uh, whether it's going back to social media. There's a lot of trust there mm. that we just in our everyday lives, six o'clock news, we trust that this is legit. You know. The food that we're eating, we trust that these companies are looking after us. And then uh, all of a sudden, it didn't extend to this. Mm. Um, you know, if, if I was getting spied on, if I was, you know, if anything uh, of that nature was happening, I wouldn't put it in a vaccine. I'd be putting it in Facebook or I'd be putting it in coffee, you know, mm. like, yeah. I would just, yeah, challenge that in, in that way. Like, yeah. you know, that you can't say it on one hand and then be sweet with it in every other aspect of your life. Yeah. And, you know, I always thought of it, you know, like people talk about Big Pharma and that. I always thought, well, they're all at that t time were tasked with getting this sorted. And they want to be the first to, to do it as well because mm -hmm. it's good for them. But all the pharmaceutical companies were pretty much like... Um, you know, the Planeteers and Captain Planet, you know, they will put their forces together. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, again. Not everyone's going to get that reference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it didn't go all smooth, you know, yeah. and do I fully trust it? You know, but I, you know, I, it was the best option. Yeah. In my whanau, yeah. Oh, beautiful, Bodhi. We've um, actually come to the end of our cool. all today. It went really quickly, eh? And yeah. Um, honestly, really appreciate you sharing your experiences, your whakaaro, your advice um, to people, it's really, I've been really loving being able to have these called it all mm. with different people and, and just open it up. I think we said earlier, it's important to have these conversations to make space for them. Um, and though there's still a lot of division and, and sometimes some, some hatred going on towards each other, we've got to get through this, we've got to get past this and, and yeah. get there together. Eh? So, Mariota, thank you. Oh, thank Kanu you very much. Kia ora.